0: I want you to go to Genesis 18. We'll be in 24 next week. Now you remember that the big issue in Abram's life is this promise that, at an elderly age, has not yet come true. I uh, was doing some research, as you know, over this summer. And I haven't yet read the book, but I referred to some thoughts from it quite a bit because I was reading a book by Eugene Peterson, a different book on pastoral care, but. Um, he has written recently a book. That, this is the author of the message, uh, the one that did the message uh, um, uh, translation or uh, or um, that paraphrase. He has written a book called A Long Obedience in the Right Direction. That kind of describes the life of faith. A long obedience in the right direction. So, When I think of Abram's life, I think of this. I think of what we need to talk about in these days is a journey of faith, his and yours and mine. Now, in terms of kind of background, God promised to make Abram of Abram, a great nation What's the problem with that in chapter 12 and 13 and 14 and 18? No, kid. no children. He literally, um, he literally says to God, by chapter 15 and 16, he's saying to God, uh, what about the promise? And, uh, and God says, hang hey, in there. And uh, so Abram says, well, since I don't have any children, what about Lot? And God says, I don't like that a lot. So, okay. <laughs> okay, Leanna. So um, he renews the promise in in, in in look at look at chapter 15. I think this is really interesting to me. Despite all these promises, nothing's yet happened. He's getting older and older. And in particular, his wife Sarah Sarai is getting older and older. Look at look at the first three verses of chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in the vision, saying, Do not fear Abram, I'm a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. And Abram said, this is an interesting pushback. Oh, Lord God, what will you give me since I'm childless? childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Uh, in other words, a Gentile, a non-Hebrew, somebody that I don't share DNA with, is going to inherit everything. And Abram said, since you have given no offspring to me, one born in my house is my heir. No heirs is the issue. Look at verse 4. Here's God's answer. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This man will not be your heir, but one will come forth from your own body. He shall be your heir. And he took him outside and he said, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars if you're able to count them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Wow. At 90. Okay. So The issue here, God says, wait. By chapter 16, Abram has done what you and I, at least I, often do, and that is God's not working fast enough, so I get my foot and shove the door open, right? God says, wait in 15. He's giving them the promise in 12. In 15, he says, wait, and God and Sarah hatch a plan and it's a stupid plan. I mean, okay. And at sixteen, they fall through. Well, evidently, God doesn't know exactly what He's doing. So I'm going to give you my handmade Hagar, and you're gonna, and that will be the child of the promise. And God says, No, no. And God has to kind of unravel that whole thing. Uh, God and God is still saying, Wait. Now look at chapter 18. Uh, chapter 18 is where I want to park for just a minute. Okay, in Chapter eighteen, Abram is cooling his heels outside the tent on a hot day okay he's got he's got his fan and an iced tea man, it's hot, and he sees three guys out here, but they're unusual looking, and he figures these guys must be something, so he approaches them and he says, "Would you come in come in let me let me I'll have your I'll get your feet washed and we'll have a little supper so so they do. Okay, this is 18.9. Uh, it's kind of interesting today. Um, remember now, this couple's been told several times over that they'll become the ancestors of a great and powerful nation, yet nothing has happened yet. So these three men come, and Abram has them kind of waited on. They refresh themselves. He sends to earls for some barbecue. It's in there. And he sends her to Panera for some bread. Okay, that, that all happens. They, that, they feed these guys. They're feeling pretty good. They, they're getting some rest. Okay, um, Abram is nothing if not hospitable, and his people are. So they say, look at the two verses I want you to look at are 9 and 10. Somebody read verse 9 and 10. They said to him, where is Sarah, Sarah your wife? He said, she is in the, in the tent. All right, go ahead and read 10, Dan. Okay. He said, I will surely return to you in the spring, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the door of the tent behind him. <laughs> I love that, by the way. She's eavesdropping. <laughs> okay, now, one of the things interesting about this Sarah has not been there. It's not appropriate for a woman to dine with men, with an entourage of, of big shot men, okay? Not appropriate. She's listening at the tent flap, even though she's done all the preparation, okay? And she hears them talking about this, and the three men who came out of nowhere, almost literally, Uh huh. the three men say, where's Sarah? Now, the problem with that is, how would they know her name? And by the way, her name changed in chapter 17, from Sarai to Sarah, as Dan read it. Abram's name changed from Abram, um, exalted father, to Abraham, father of, father of a nation. So uh, those names got changed by God renewing the covenant in chapter 17. How would these guys, coming from who knows where, God knows where, uh, they're, they're there and they call her by name, Where Sarah? There's a miracle in that right there. So they they serve these fellas. We believe that um, uh, there's something divine going on here because of what happens later. Now, if you look at verse 11, it tells you that Abraham and Sarah were already very old. Now, the interesting thing, I only caught this this time through. Notice that only one of them is beyond childbearing. How do we know that? It says here, Sarah is beyond childbearing. How do we know that Abraham is not beyond childbearing? Because he just had one. Remember? Ishmael with Hagar. Interesting, because he's older than her. But, okay, so we get kind of this detail here. We believe Sarah is about 90, and he's right on the edge of 100. Okay? So Sarah laughs. By the way, don't do that. Grim humor here. She kind of laughs in God's face. Not a wise thing to do, but she does. You can kind of understand it, okay? Now, it uses capital L Lord in verse thirteen. Was God there? Was this pre-incarnate Jesus? I, you know, that's that's a that's a discussion for another day. But there was somebody there who knew what they were doing, and said, why did Sarah laugh? And the answer is where I want to end up today as we visit just for a minute about this. Will I really have a child now that I'm old? And the answer is classic. Is anything too hard for God? Can we think about that for just a minute? By the way, there, there's a great answer for this, with this. All right, that's a rhetorical question. What's a rhetorical question? You already know the answer. It states a premise of the Bible that we that is generally accepted as true, and demands kind of a decision. Is anything too God, hard for God? The appropriate answer is no. Okay, the angel asks it of Mary. In the New Testament, how can this thing be? Is anything too hard for God? It always demands the same answer. No. So you and I know the rest of the story, and I want you to go, if you will, to chapter 21. Then the Lord, 21-1, took note of Sarah, as he had said. By the way, remember the guy said, a year from now, you'll be bouncing a kid on your knee the Lord took note of Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. So Sarah conceived and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. And at the appointed time of which God had spoken to him. Isn't that an interesting phrase? At the appointed time. You know what? The things that I'm going through in my life have an appointed time. My faith challenge is waiting for that appointed time. When I put my, the heel of my boot against the door and shove it open, it's because I'm not willing to wait for the appointed time. So at the appointed time, Sarah goes to Walmart in Mamre. I'm sure there's one there. There's one there. Okay. Goes to the Walmart in Mamre. I'm, I'm guessing there's one there. And she's on the, she's on the depends aisle and she rings the little button because she's very proud to ask the Walmart person, where's the Pampers? And fills her cart with the pens and Pampers, okay? Uh, It's right, it's in the Hebrew, I'm sure. And that laugh changes from a... Dark laugh to a chuckle. By the way, here's what Rhonda says, and, and she worked in neonatal intensive care for years. By the way, she worked with Tracy Osenkop in those days. That's how we got to know them. I mean, that just—I—I I saw Tracy a few days before she died, and she was sleeping most of the time. And she looked up at me, and she, I said, "Tracy, Rhonda wants you to know that she's praying for you." And she says. You know she was always good for a laugh. Isn't that funny? Isn't that just—that's what you would say about Rhonda. For people who, what Rhonda says is that when a child chuckles, it is the music of heaven. It just is. When a little baby starts laughing, it's like okay, this is something he learned somewhere not here. This is something she learned somewhere not here. So the issue is, okay. It happens. The action, the outcome of 21, verse 1 and 2 required two things. Faith. You're not going to like the second thing. Patience. Why does that have to be in there? Required faith in a God who could do, a God who could, who is a Genesis 18, 14 God. Is anything too hard for God? No. It required faith in that God, and it required patience to wait. So, when it, whatever it is, you know what your it is? When it takes a long time, do you still have faith in a Genesis 18, 14 God? That's where I'm living right now. When it takes a long time, do I still believe in the God who says, hey, pal, is anything too hard for me? Do I still believe? Now, we're going to look at what happens to this little baby boy when he gets to be a man next week in chapter 24. 24.